Hi, it's Matt. Just before we start the show, I want to tell you about a great live event I've got coming up on the 27th of March. To celebrate 600 episodes of Recruiting Future, I'm going to be hosting a live Ask Me Anything webinar. This is your chance to pick my brain on anything you like, including market trends and predictions, the impact of AI on recruiting, skills-based hiring, the changing role of recruiters, podcasting tips, or even my favourite Scottish tourist destinations and whiskies. Literally, ask me anything. I'll also be joined by some surprise special guests who'll be adding their perspectives to the conversation. You can sign up now by going to mattalder.me slash AMA. That's mattalder.me slash AMA. And I really look forward to seeing you there. That web address one last time. mattalder.me slash AMA. Support for this podcast comes from Averture ATS, an applicant tracking system that redefines user experience for candidates, recruiters and hiring managers. Just listen to one of the many ways in which L'Oreal USA has improved their hiring process with Averture, as told by Edward Dias, Director of Recruitment Intelligence and Innovation. Since we've been using Averture ATS globally, we have been able to massively improve our communication rate with candidates during and following their application. Uh, Before over a million people worldwide would never get contacted. Um, But with the smart automation and flexible processes, we've been able to change that. And that's been a huge achievement. Visit avature.net, that's A-V-A-T-U-R-E dot net, to learn why global market leaders like L'Oreal choose Avature to extend the candidate experience from shoulder tap to first day. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 158 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Employer branding continues to be a hugely popular topic for discussion in talent acquisition, possibly because so many employers find it so difficult to do. So why should companies bother with employer branding? What impact does it actually have? And how does it relate to the employee experience? My guest this week is Tony Thompson, VP of People and Talent for The Muse. Tony has some fantastic insights to share into the great work The Muse is doing on its employer branding and how this directly impacts their hiring and retention. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Tony, and welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having me. An absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do? Sure. So, I'm a talent leader who's uh, really passionate about leadership, diversity, and quality talent fit. Uh, but functionally, I serve as the VP of People and Talent at The Muse, where I lead a team responsible for hiring extraordinary talent with the skills and attributes we need uh, to meet our culture and business needs, uh, and also making sure our employee and candidate experience is really superior. So in a nutshell, uh, my team really 
handles HR, uh, learning and development, employer branding, and recruiting. Now, there there may be some people listening who um, are unbelievably are not familiar with uh, the Muse and the great the great work you guys do. Um, could you just give us a kind of a bit of background to the Muse? Sure, sure. So. The Muse is, uh, we describe ourselves as a trusted and loved career platform. It's used by 75 million people to research companies and careers every day. And what's really special about our platform is that we offer an authentic look inside a company's culture, uh, their workplace, their values, uh, all the things that's really hard to find on a job description. And then we also offer organizations, uh, HR and talent professionals mostly, a variety of tools to help them capture their employee stories using our technology. And then we turn those stories into really modern and engaging content. Um, most of that content is video. And then we help them measure the impact of their employer brand on their recruiting efforts. So it's a female-founded technology company, and I've been here for almost uh, about two years, and it's a, it's a really great place to work. So what kind of recruiting challenges do, do you guys do you guys face and um, uh, how do you overcome them? Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, one of the challenges is probably a, a challenge that many listening are facing, which is uh, ensuring candidates have a positive experience along the way. Because as you can imagine, the recruiters can set up as many frameworks and do as much encouraging as possible, but there's so much of the candidate experience that, uh, you know, we do not handle directly. And so making sure that that process is, is really positive and, and putting a lot of intentional effort into that is really important. You know, 72% of people who have a bad experience report and share that online directly with their colleagues or friends. And so making sure that that experience is really positive uh, is one challenge. And I'll talk about how we, we, are, we try to overcome that <laughs> on a consistent basis. But the second challenge uh, is really related to that stat I just said, which is the 72% uh, report having a bad experience. And that is ensuring our employer brand stays authentic, but also a powerful talent attractor. Uh, so we've overcome the, the positive candidate experience challenge by providing the basics, but then also inserting some wild factors. And what I mean by basics is that, you know, we ensure that there's a person greeting the candidate, they know who they're gonna meet, they have some context into what the person does that they're going to meet. They have water. They have a tour of the room. I mean, it, those seem like such basic things, but the reality is a lot of recruiting teams are really short on resources. And when the jobs are overflowing, it's really easy to overlook those, those little things. And so we try to stay really diligent about not overlooking the basics. Uh, but we also try to insert a lot of wow factors. And what I mean by that is we send content, uh, video links, uh, quotes from our employees, uh, things like that at certain stages in the process so that we're informing candidates along the way. And it may be a situation where candidates are learning a little bit more about our half day or summer retreat or a little bit more about, uh, you know, some videos where we explain really the business mission. And they may not align to those things along the way. And that's fine. Uh, we're, we're trying to inform people as much as possible and give them as much insight as to what it's like to really work at our company. Uh, along the way so that they're self-selecting out if it's not right for them uh, along the way as well. So those are some of the more like wow factors. Uh, we include quotes from people that they're about to meet, uh, which is really effective in some of our outreach. And we have a fun team page, things like that. So that's how we kind of combat the candidate experience and try to keep that positive. Uh, but trying to overcome the challenge of making sure our employer brand is authentic is 
uh, is an ongoing challenge, really. I mean, I think we, like many companies, try to be really intentional about our employer brand and try to, to stay really connected with what our employees are thinking and feeling uh, at any moment and analyze on a quarterly basis how that aligns with some of the messaging out there in the world about us. Uh, you know, and I'll give you an example. We, at one point, uh, when the company started, had a very, very, very flexible work environment, and much of that is, is still true. But as we scaled, uh, there were certain departments that, that wanted to add more structure around that um, and, and didn't have and, and had more set uh, working hours than we had in the past. And some of our messaging from a recruiting standpoint reflected a previous period of our company. And so we had to change that because the, there was a misalignment with some of the talent that was coming in the door. And so, uh, you know, that's just an example of like really being uh, tied to what is actually happening in the company and then projecting that appropriately. So um, you, you've sort of talked a lot about um, employer brand there. And I know that employer brand is obviously, you know, a, a key part of um, um, the Muse's offering as well. Um, I've kind of noticed that there, there are lots of different sort of views around um, what employer branding actually is and what it actually consists of. What, what's your definition of employer branding? Sure. Um, so I think of your employer brand as what, people are saying about you when you're not in the room um, and that's employees and candidates. And I think every company has an employer brand, whether they're intentional about it or not. And so uh, many times you'll hear the phrase employer value proposition. And I think of that as really getting clear on what your company offers that your competitors do not uh, from an employer standpoint, everything down to uh, benefits to the way you work, to your expectations of employees when they come in, you know, who's who's thriving at your company and what's the expectation from a talent perspective. All those things together really form your, your EVP. And once you're clear on that and your managers are aligned and your employees know what it is, they think it's, it's, it's accurate, <laughs> um, then you're sort of pulling out what parts of that employer value proposition you want to project externally. And that external message then becomes your employer brand. Um, the part about that that is uh, very much so maddening, I think, for a lot of people uh, and exciting for some is that there's a part of that external messaging that you put out that you know really can't be controlled and can be contradicted if it's not authentic enough. Uh, it can be contradicted by the stories that other people hear about your company uh, about the stories that they that that they heard uh, employees or candidates had at your company, so it's really important again to make sure that whatever you're projecting uh, is really aligned to uh, what the company is and and where the company wants to go. And you know sometimes that employer brand is a little bit aspirational, but making sure that it's going through a, enough rounds of uh, communication across the organization so that employees are able to know you know which parts of this are like absolutely true right now and which parts of this are things we're working on and aspiring to be but getting buy-in is probably the most important part when I say uh, authentic. So you, you mentioned that you sort of you're you're tracking the the effectiveness on an ongoing basis um, how important are you actually finding that your employer brand, your employer brand is, and your employer brand activity um, is in terms of attracting and retaining the talent you need? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an incredibly important. Um, and, you know, we've learned from our community, eighty nine percent of 
HR professionals agree that a strong employer brand gives you an advantage over your competitors. So I definitely think a lot of our clients feel this too. And it's what I think is difficult about the topic of employer brand. I think for a lot of HR and talent professionals as we wrap our heads around this, uh, it, you know, it's similar to a challenge that marketing professionals have had uh, over their branding efforts for years, right? Like how do you track uh, all the different types of channels and messages that you're putting out there? Uh, when sometimes you can't directly track that a candidate saw something and that inspired them to action. Uh, and it's the same challenge that marketers are facing. But I, I do think that if you ask any recruiter, they will tell you that when something negative happens in the press or if something is out there that is, is negative or the company goes through a period of change, it's not managed well and suddenly employees are unhappy, that it directly impacts their ability to get candidates to respond to them. And for anyone who is an experienced recruiter who has gone through those periods where you're trying to overcome negative press or you're trying to overcome a period of low morale in your company, you absolutely understand the impact of employer brand. How that translates to an exact metric and um, you know, getting our, our hands around like actual metrics, I think is the challenge that um, everyone in the HR and talent industry is facing at the moment. Uh, but but I'm, I'm happy to see that we're making a lot of progress. Uh, but it, it absolutely does. It, you know, you, the, the ability to have a, a strong uh, reputation out there through employees and your crafted content is really powerful in getting candidates to come to you or respond to your outreach much quicker. You mentioned, um, uh, you know, degrees of authenticity and the importance of, um, you know, high level of authenticity in terms of the stories that you're that, that you're telling. Um, what what part does um, the employee experience um, play in all of this? Yeah, I mean, in the employee experience is really everything to me. I mean, I think it starts with the employee experience. I think employer branding is all centered around that. And so I always recommend that people, if they don't have it, have pulse surveys set up using, you know, whatever tool you'd like. Some people just use general surveys. Uh, we use a tool called Culture Amp, which is actually really effective. Um, and we also use our own technology called Brand Builder to pull out employee stories. And, um, you know, those, those things really, really help us in making sure that we have an authentic message out there. And it allows us to keep track very much on a quarterly basis. We do a deep dive on um, some of the sentiments that we're hearing in response to some of the questions we're putting out there around how employees are feeling about their experience. And we share the, the results with the, with the company. But more importantly, we actually dig into some of the things that are common themes across exit data, hire data, um, and those pulse surveys to ensure that we're addressing the things head on so that the messages we're putting out there externally actually align to the experience that employees are having internally. Uh, because, you know, there's nothing worse than, than going, you know, to a cocktail party or something and someone says to you, oh, your, your company's so great. And you're thinking, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm, you think so. <laughs> but I'm not really having that same experience. And so we try to make sure that our employees are really proud to work at the Muse and that, 
when someone says to them, oh, you work at a really great company, they actually can genuinely say yes, <laughs> even if some days uh, they have a bad day. And so, it, you know, the, the way that you're sort of using technology to to, to measure employee experience um, and improve things as they, they come up, um, you know, what else are you sort of doing stri- strategically around employee experience and, and developing your culture? Yeah, um, so we... we pretty much are in the cadence of on a quarterly basis, digging into all of our survey data. So engagement survey data, new hire data, um, exit survey data, uh, all the inputs that we get, uh, brand builder stories that I mentioned, uh, which is our own technology. We sort of go through employee stories. Uh, so we, we do a deep dive and then we try to pull out things that have been consistent issues and things that have been, Uh, positive aspects of our culture that continue to get better and better. And the most important part of that is that we actually go around and then have these, uh, we put it on sort of a roadshow where we talk to our leadership, we talk to our uh, management team called M-Squad, we talk to then uh, smaller employee groups, and we just hear from them, you know, like these are some of the things that we we see in the data. Are these things accurate? Uh, Are we on the right track? These are some of the things we want to address. We're planning to do some of these things via training. Um, do you have any other ideas? I think it's really important to get people involved. Uh, where I see this sort of run off the rails is when leaders try to hide the data or they try to think of ideas and how to address some of the things that come out in the data that are you know, not in line with where they want the culture to be. And they try to get in a room and solve it themselves. And I just think that is a, a very rapid pathway to failure. Uh, it's really important to include employees along the way, even if sometimes that seems sometimes painful, if you're dealing with particularly a transformational time for your company. But I still believe that uh, ultimately that will prevail, uh, that it will, it will yield the best results when people feel part of building the culture. But the strategy part of that is really important. Like you have to be systematic about looking at the data, pulling out insights and tackling it just like you would any other business initiative. And what advice would you give to other employers around employer branding and employee experience? I think it's really important, like I said, to be authentic uh, and make sure that you're keeping a pulse on what's actually happening in the company. Uh, I, I think that that is really, to me, the most important part. Um, using data, it is your friend. Uh, but my second is, I you know I have a lot of conversations about employer branding, and people seem so paralyzed by it because uh, it it seems sometimes outside of the realm of what HR and talent professionals do. But I would suggest just do it. You know, find a marketing professional uh, who can give you some advice. Find a tool, a company like the Muse that does these does these things, and and just dig in, do it, start. Because once you start, you start to just learn so much about what's working and what doesn't and how you can leverage your employer brand different ways. And it's actually kind of fun. Um, You can be really creative in turning your employee stories into content and leveraging your employees for recruiting. Uh, And and that can can just actually be a really fun aspect to get your HR and talent team uh, rallied around. So I say just start, (laughs) start the process. Fantastic advice. 
so what's what's next for the muse what are you what are you excited about about the future yeah, I mean, I I just think there's such an opportunity to make the job experience better for employers and candidates, and everyone's trying to find the right talent fit. Uh, we truly believe there's no good or bad companies or good or bad cultures. Uh, we just think they exist, and there's people who really genuinely like a certain culture over another. But there's not really a lot of information out there uh, to inform yourself as a job seeker on what a company is really like. And so we're, that, that is ultimately our mission. And I'm really excited to see uh, how the product develops. We've uh, made some recent uh, talent additions and some recent acquisitions that I think are going to be exciting. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how the, how the product evolves over the next year. Tony, thank you very much for talking to me. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Tony Thompson. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for a recruiting feature in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.